Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Awaken the Possibilities podcast. I'm your host, Terry Wildeman, and as you know, I love bringing amazing guests to the show to help you become unstoppable intuitive leaders and practical business mystics. Today, I have an extraordinary guest. Her name is Sarah Troy. And Sarah is a knowledge broker who shares the wisdom given by those who have gone through the process of life and who now share their knowledge with Sarah on her self-discovery media network. And this woman's got quite the network. She has accumulated 2,500 shows. I can't imagine that. 2,500 shows and she has expansion in place. Sarah loves the inspiration that begets invitation and embracing our awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank it's you. Delighted, so delighted to, be to be here. Well, you know, one thing um, that I know about you is you are a rock star in terms of energy and energy and energy and energy. I mean, it just flows out of you. So one of the things that I know you love is business. Mm -hmm. And our topic today is the knowingness of business. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more about the knowingness in business? A lot of people like to stay in their head. You know, everything is, I've done this business course and you've got to do things this way and that way. And and it must be that. And they forget they are their business. People are going to buy them before they're going to buy anything from them. And if it doesn't come from the heart, the soul and the spirit and the conviction, it doesn't matter what you're promoting or you're selling. People just aren't going to be that interested in it. Yeah, it's an alignment, isn't it? not in alignment at all. Where's the connection? There are trillions of other people out there doing what you're doing. How do you stand out? Right? It's not the better graphic. It's not this. It's not that. It, how do you connect? How do you build relationships? And what do you of yourself do you bring to the table? Because that's really who people want to dine with, right? You know, if I'm going to do business with you, I want to know we have a connection. And that connection piece, oh my gosh, it is, it just seems like it's coming at me from all directions. It's about connection. People are tired of being sold to. They are tired of just the products and the services, bam, bam, bam. And they have no idea who you are as a person. No. I mean, have you noticed that, you remember flash this, flash that? Have you noticed we don't see them? on sites anymore because people were just like, it's intrusive. It's intrusive. You know, stop pitching me, stop throwing things at me, you know, and, and it's just like, you have no idea whether you're actually offering me a service that I need. And you won't know that unless you're willing to interact with me. And you know, I find that to be so true on certain platforms. I'm not going to name the platforms. (laughs) There's a couple that I'm pretty active on that, that I'm quite active on that People friend you and immediately pitch you. <laughs> I'm doing this, 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 and I want to invite you to this, 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 this. And I'm like, wait a minute. You have no idea about who I am, what I am, what I do, and if I'm even interested in what it is that you're offering. Right. So what do you have to say about that, Sarah? It's rather like buying likes <clears throat> on Facebook and LinkedIn. Get the numbers, get the numbers. What do the numbers mean if there is no connection? Give me, you know, three or four or five people I can truly be interactive with and we can build a community and we can support one another. I don't need the millions. 
of sheep coming along. It's all about the connection, the interaction, the participation. And, you know, I reach out to people and say hello. Hi, great to meet you. You know, and if they come back to me, now we, now we can have a conversation. Would you like to have a chat? Let's get to know one another. But as you said, people are constantly serving. This is my service. Da, 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 da. Did you read my bio? Did you go to my site? Do, do you know that you're setting your yoga thing absolutely means nothing to me? Because if I get down into a pretzel, I can't get back up again. <laughs> and you and I connected on Facebook. Yes. And you sent me a link, uh, a, uh, a request. And what did I do when I answered your request? You Let, that's, um, I can't remember exactly, but it, I mean, it was an invitation to it get to know one another. Mm-hmm. I'm a networker. Let's get yes. to know one another. Yes. And we did. And we set up a time. Mm-hmm. I sent you my coffee with Terry link. Yes. And we set up a time. And that 15 minutes turned into an hour. <laughs> very easily, very, very easily indeed. <laughs> and the point is that that wonderful, we did not sell each other at no. all. No, actually like we bought one, each other. Yes, we did. Yes. We bought each other because I said, hey, come on my show. You mm-hmm. said, hey, I want you on your, on your exactly. show. Exactly. And here we are. And here we are. But it's that connection again. You know, you know, I have a saying is that you discover your beautiful instrument in life, learn how to play it, and then find your orchestra that you belong into. And, you know, I'm about finding those communities that, you know, can be an orchestra, business orchestra, health orchestra, whatever it is. And when you step into your gorgeous instrument, you know, playing that in an orchestra and creating harmony and symphony is absolutely wonderful. That's the best invitation that you can send out to people by inspiring them. It invites them. Stop pitching to them. That's old fashioned. We're just not interested in that anymore. Right. Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting. I'm giving a talk um, here locally up in Newport um, in in March and they wanted me to do a talk on the pitch. (laughs) No, 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 no. And she sent me all this information and I went, uh uh-uh, uh, people don't do pitches. No. So they, you're they, doing a pitchless talk. I so no, it's about <laughs> it's, it's about teaching people all about the pitch. Mm-hmm. And I said, you can't pitch if you don't connect. Right. The, the goal is to be so connected with the individual that they pull out their credit card and say, I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. If you're pitching. Most people are just la, 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 la. Just somebody else is pitching me. I'm not interested. But if you build up a connection, you know, relatability, isn't it? I relate to you. I relate. Everything is storytelling. Since the beginning of time around the campfire, when you share a story and it relates with someone, they want to know more. They want to know you more. What can they learn from you that they can apply to their own life? So be the inspiration because that is the invitation. And you're not going to get that in a 30-second pitch. I was never any good at that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you were talking about the campfire and the storytelling is so important. Mm-hmm. And 
the accessorizing of the storytelling is just as yeah. important because you yes. have to have those s'mores there. If you don't yes. have those s'mores with those graham crackers and the marshmallows. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay, so yes. those components, the graham crackers, the marshmallows, and the chocolate. The embellishment. The <laughs> embellishment. Yes. That's all part of the storytelling. And mm -hmm. it's not necessarily about your product. No, no, no. You know, why is the movie industry so big? Why are there 750,000 podcasts out there? Why are TED Talks and all of these things listened to? Because they have become more personal in the way that they speak to you. And the beauty of a podcast is that we really can pull back the layers. We haven't got some producer saying, you can't say that, you can't do that, you've got 10 seconds for this. You know, you can really unravel the story and allow it to, to to take form and go where it needs to go in its own beautiful fluidity we love storytelling we love it because we're always looking at how do we fit into that story is that story about me did that person triumph in that story can i triumph in my story it's always about that relatability and in that relatability it speaks to the heart Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's the heart it's not up here no the heart yes and heart the soul and the spirit yes i'm going to use a four-letter word Ooh. <laughs> love oh what a wonderful vibration right love. isn't it beautiful it is and when you walk into a networking event and you have the mantle on your head of I'm love, I love what I do, mm -hmm. and I want to be able, I, I don't want to, I am serving yes. the person who crosses my path to the best of my ability. And to remember, please leave out of your head the numbers game. Yes. It's the connection game. And to realize, as I'm always saying, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm somebody's strong cup of black coffee, <laughs> right? You're only going to speak to people that can feel your vibration. This because yeah. they're ready. They're ready to connect. They're ready to hear what it is that you have. Stop trying to pitch to everyone. It's not about that. Personalize. Yes. And, and that's where that invitation is, isn't it? That connection is. You are your business. Yes. Go in there on that beautiful vibration. If you don't love what you're doing, how the hell can you sell it to anyone else? And here's the thing. If you're going into a networking event to pitch and to sell, you might as well turn around and walk away. Right. Because quite frankly, that's not the place to pitch and sell. That no. is the place to make connection. Yes. We don't want the rah, rah, rah the sugar yeah. high. Buy now! Da, da, da. You know, we're just not interested in that. That's the old paradigm and it was too shattering. It wasn't, you know, what are we looking for? In the, in the, uh, uh, love is a beautiful energy. It's a high vibration. But in order to get to love, you've got to care, you've got to show kindness, you've got to have empathy. And that starts with you. And if you're not it, how can you share it? How can you ignite it in others? Mm -hmm. And that's the word, igniting it in mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. You are authentic and in integrity yes. with who you are. 
with no apology. With no apology. <laughs> yes. When you share, you know, if somebody says to you, well, what is it that you do? Mm-hmm. It is important to be clear on what you do, you know, and, and, but it's not, it's, it's about avoiding becoming a, uh, what, what do you call it? a billboard? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when you share what you do in those uh, 60 seconds or 30, you know, 30 to 60 seconds that you're sharing about yourself. And it's about clarity. Don't you think, Sarah? It's clarity on what you do. When you become that clear, everything falls into place. Maybe we should be talking about who we are rather than what we do. You know, um, I'm so inspired by the people who share the stories that I couldn't help but, you know, share more. It's, I think, our connection. You know, we very often are, are selling something when we forget about that connection there. You are what you're selling. You are what your business is. And, you know, is it what we do or is it what we represent? Yes. So you tell me, you're going into a networking event. Oh, my God. Don't don't put me on the spot like this. (laughs) Well, I would love to hear about the connections that enrolled you and the ones that pushed you away. Mm. Ra-Ra's pushed me away immediately. You know, when somebody pounces on you like a puppy, you know, and, and uh, we immediately want to know if they could score from you. You know, uh, that really kind of repels me immediately. But what I, I'm, I'm a bit of an observer when I go in. I go in, I observe what's around. Then I choose who I wish to speak to and I'm choosing it based on the energy that I'm feeling. Or even seeing somebody who feels a little out of place and lost because nobody seems to be communicating with them. Everybody's, you know, what networking events, you know, everybody card this, I'm this, I'm that you can't serve me next. You know, (laughs) that's the way they are. So I like to look for that person that may be a little out of place. um, But I like to observe and see where the energy is going. It's very much about me tapping into the energy first, because I have to see where that energy zone is. And then it's striking up the conversation. And you may only talk to two or three people the entire evening That's or the exactly. entire event. But mm-hmm. those relationships are something you're going to take with you way past the event. It's not about how many cards you can get out, how many people you can get on your list that now you've got to go home and email them and pitch, pitch, pitch. It's what relationships have you started that thou can continue on. So uh, very much for me, it's feeling the way. And if I see people running around like chasing their tail, handing their card up, pitch, pitch, pitch. I know that I'm not going to make any connection with them. They're looking for the quick fix. I'm looking for the people who are willing to take the journey. Yes. I believe that when we do these networking events, that we really start to connect the moment we register. Yeah. And it's about asking yourself intuitively, is this an event I really want to go to? Does this event actually sound like it will have the kind of people that I want to yeah. go to. And, I, and I'd love to share a story about that mm-hmm. because um, a couple of years ago, I drove up to an event in Boston. So I'm an hour and 15 minutes away. I drove up and I was really excited to go, but I walked in through the doors of the restaurant and it was like, Oh, it was, this isn't going to work. This mm-hmm. is a good old boys network. Ah. And I asked my higher self, 
am I to stay? You are to stay. So I stayed. It was such a good old boys network. And the energy was so thick. Mm -hmm. Up to testosterone. Was, <laughs> it was challenging to talk with folks even. I mean, it, it re and there were a couple of women there and we talked about things and, you know, I, you know, I left that place. It took me two hours to get home and I was on the couch the entire day. The next day I was drained. Yes. I was yeah. so sick. And it, it was like, oh my gosh, what happened here? And I'm glad I did what I did because if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to share the story. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, I'm a businesswoman. I've been in business since I was 18 years old. I'm a no nonsense, don't mess with me person <laughs> when it comes to business. And, but I do it compassionately. Yeah. That, th there was no, it, it, ill. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, um, before I started this, um, I'd met somebody who had an ingenious idea for a new electric motor. I know nothing about electric motors. Forget about the technology. I didn't know, need to know how it worked. He knew how it worked. I just knew I had to get it out there. I had to get this exposed. And so for, it was for me to set up calls and things like this. And I'll give you 15 minutes. Two hours later, we're still there because he truly was a brilliant person and quite fascinating. And no, it didn't go anywhere. We were caught up and other things that went on. But for me, it was a really big lesson in ego. And, you know, you've got people who are going to be investors and they're looking at what they can get out of it with as least that they can put into it. And I'm one of those people that unfortunately, after a while, they realize I'd really see them. And they, they kind of stop the pitch. They stop the whole ego talk. And it's like, shit, she really sees me. <laughs> I'm pulling the wool. I'm trying to pull the wool over her eyes here, this facade of me being the big business person. But she really sees me. And that, so, you know, that didn't always work in my favor. But I just found it really quite fascinating of this very empty ego talk of, Tetestrum and tetestrum, and and just how unproductive it really was, and mm -hmm. you know I couldn't help but thinking, if a man ran a home the way he runs his business, a lot of people would go hungry, and dishes would never be done, <laughs> nor with the laundry, or the children would be in bed. <laughs> you know, it just, uh, you know, I, it yeah. really it put me off a lot, you know, and in dealing with business in that way. And of course, then I fell into this wonderful field. But it really was quite fascinating because it just seemed to be the puff, puff, puffing each other up. And I didn't see where is the connection? Where's the interest? Where's the, the real commitment to anything? I just didn't see it. And that part there was, you know, so we're, we're sharing stories that have the underlying theme of where's the connection yes yes and the one thing that i find and i don't like to say the one thing there's a lot of things but anything that i really have noticed over the years over the decades is when you're so focused on money yes you lose sight of what is important 
when you focus on what's important and creating the connections, the money is going to automatically flow. Yeah. So which comes first, the money or the people? It's got to be the people people. first. Yes. Always the people. Always. The people are the creation. Yes. Right? about being so practical if you're so practical tactical and logical that you put the people second it will always be a struggle to attract the success that you seek because they're not going to work as well for you no and and, and i've just read several blog posts about this when you have a company that the secret ingredient in success for a company is love. Yeah. Because when you love your people, care for your people, are compassionate for your people, and have a connection with your people, they are going to work twice as hard for you. The loyalty, the respect. I mean, it's the same. If, if the treat the janitor the same as you would treat you know, your CEO partner. Because if you walk into a business and it's dirty, that is actually telling yeah. to people that you really don't care. The presentation yeah. is not there. So your janitor is just as important as the person that's cutting the deal. And I think the, the companies, it's, I did a, a wonderful series on this of Let's Get Synced, and it was about the emotional climate around climate change. But until you change the emotional practices, you're not going to be able to change the climate practices. And it was so interesting how many companies are working with companies, with governments, on putting people planet before profit and the profit will come and that if you've got employees that say i love my job i love the fact that i can really speak out and be creative my input yep. is heard that i go to work and i'm not just another number or click click you know i'm a person there that's valued and don't we all want that for ourselves whether we're an entrepreneur or we work for someone we want to know that we're counted that our contribution is counted and when that's counted, aren't you, what is it that you're activating in people? If you're a leader or a manager, what are you activating in people when people feel that they make, that they are counted, that they make a difference? What are you activating? Creativity for a start, right? Wonderment, exploration, you know, that possibilities, that nothing is limitless. You know, that's the thing. We want the possibilities because those create the opportunities. And if you invite people that their creativity matters, you know, we look at something and go, well, yeah, no, this is the issue that we have right now. And you can only see it from your perspective. But when you invite everyone else to look at it from a different angle, somebody sees it in a different way. And next thing you know, you have a solution. Absolutely. Oh, that is so cool. And we, we drive where that's concerned because that's the kind of stuff that I talk about in my workshops and, um, and seminars and the one question I ask is who's the most important person in an organization and it's interesting I get the CEO the CFO mm-hmm. I get the manager I get da, 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 and I'm like no 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 and they're looking at me like I have three heads on my shoulders I'm like <laughs> your maintenance staff yes because you can't work effectively and efficiently in a dirty office right and they look at me like I've got three heads in my shoulder. Exactly. You it's know, really I, quite simple. It, it, it really is. And it really, um, someone very close to me came home and shared a story about how 
a person who I, I believe they had Down syndrome, was part of the maintenance staff. And their office mate was shocked at how this person was so kind and generous and happy and genuinely having a relationship with the maintenance crew. And after they walked out, the other person was like, what is it with you? Why are you talking with that person? And it made me so sad yeah. that this other individual who was quote unquote a leader, okay, mm -hmm. um, didn't understand the value and the importance of what the maintenance staff was doing. It was really sad. But that is that person's ego, right? Well, I'm, you know, my old company used to be called the importance of you because it's very, very important. You place importance upon yourself, your health, your well-being, everything about you. It's very different from self-importance, which is ego-driven, which very often is insecurity. Because if you're secure and love who you are, you're not going to be driven by the ego. The ego comes from that insecurity. And you can see it in the people where I'm more important. You know, I've got a promotion, so now I'm going to lord over everyone else. And that is that insecure ego drive. The, yes, the best leaders are those that create leaders. Right? Yes, absolutely. So I'm curious. Do you think that there is a positive ego and a negative ego? I would actually call maybe it pride. You know, taking pride in your accomplishment and what you've been able to do, you know, pride that I, I never thought I could do this, but look what I'm doing now. Um, and I think that kind of pride ego, you know, self-congratulation is perfectly all right. But I think when it becomes the ego that has to bash someone yes. to make them feel bigger, that is the ego I'm talking about that is very negative because they've got to pull someone down in order to put themselves up. And yes. that is just not acceptable. You're absolutely right. You are a rock star when it <laughs> comes to this kind of stuff. So I'm, I would love for you, we only have a few minutes left. I would love for you to share with the audience about your 2,500 podcasts. <laughs> well, I haven't done them all. I've probably done about 2,000 of them because I have hosts that come and go. You know, they come in for a while. Some have stayed for a while. Some have gone, oh my God, this is so much work. As you know, a lot of people don't yeah. think it is. Even though I'm doing all the editing, they, they kind of, you know, oh my goodness. Um, it's a gift. You know, it, it's, it's a gift to me to be able to share someone's story. And the things that I've learned about people and about humanity, because I was really at that crossroads. My God, you know, I really am about to give up on humanity. You know, I just, you know, it's, at, it's, oh, do I want to be here anymore? And then I started interviewing people that have really had some incredible struggles and strife and challenges in life. Yet they've gone through the process and they've taken whatever it is they've learned. And now their calling is to help others on that specific journey. And it inspired me so much that I learned a great deal about myself, my own strength, my own courage, my own abilities, which have literally been learned one step at a time, one show at a time. But it shows us we don't focus enough 
on how wonderful human beings can be because yes. the CNN effect is the pimple into a volcanic eruption. And it's always about what misery we can sell. What hysteria can we sell? What fear can we sell? And my purpose is to actually bring you the people that are awesome, that are extraordinary human beings, ordinary human beings doing extraordinary things because they found the courage, they found the strength, they found the abilities, and they're willing to share, anxious to share with you so that you've got the tools and the school skills to be able to walk your own life. So it is it is a gift to me. I love it. I love getting to meet people like you. It inspires me. It gives me hope for us as a humanity. And I know that with each show, with each vibration that we rise up, we're beginning to tilt the scales. And the more and more we focus on the good and feed and water that good, the more we're going to start seeing the changes that we desperately need to see on this planet. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Well, Sarah, can you share with the audience where can they find you? They can find me at selfdiscoverymedia.com. In the next month, I will be launching a new site called discoveringcommunities.org. Um, we'll be having mentorships there. We'll be doing podcast books. All of the shows will be there as well. But it's expanding on the work that I'm doing and just taking it even further. But self-discovery media, you know, it's all about our own self-discovery, not being afraid to take the journey. You know, it's not about you listening around the campfire to everyone else's journey you're just as important you have a story to share as well participate in your own life and you'll just see how awesome you really are and then get hold of me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com thank you so much for sharing yourself with us today oh, it pleasure. was so much fun if the audience can't tell the connection that we have and we've only met once folks <laughs> right yes oh yeah that 15 minute hour and a half coffee <laughs> It was good coffee. <laughs> it was a blast. Yeah, it was a nice virtual coffee. Uh, and of course, you're say, coming on my shows, which I can't wait for that as well. And uh, that probably will go an hour and a half on that show. So that definitely is one. Grab the wine, grab the coffee, put your feet up and have a blast. Okay, get ready to rock and roll. <laughs> so I want to thank you so much for being here, Sarah. It's such a joy to always be in your presence. Oh, as likewise, my darling. The Awaken the Possibilities audience who are listening to this wonderful information that is shared with you to help you become unstoppable. So until next time, I'm Terry Wildeman, your host for Awaken the Possibilities podcast. See you next time. Take care.